Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? The party is over. Cut the streamers off the back of the chair and deflate all the balloons. My party has officially ended and I am not ready. I have said goodbye to summer and hello to the daily grind for my daily bread. It was such a hot girl summer, but I am so glad that I didn't make any hot girl decisions. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back to episode 45. Baby, I'm back like I never left. I got a little pep in my step. I just finished week two with the radio station and I am excited about it. I hope all is well in your world and you are staying cool. This heat index has been realer than real and hotter than hot. And if hell is hotter than this, then I am about to cut all my sins off okay because listen it makes no sense to sin if you're not gonna enjoy them and honey please believe my turn up be so real but if hell is anything close i'm about to get my life right thank you for tuning in for your weekly dose of realness rawness and relevant topics and issues it's all what this podcast is about lifting as we climb to connect a community of women dedicated to making an impact by using their gifts skills and talents and somebody had to change the narrative and i'm blessed that i could use my voice and this platform to encourage and send positive energy and share authentic advice i can't believe my anniversary for confluence the lifestyle podcast is coming up on a year man just stick to it and stay faithful thank you for tuning in each week i said yesterday on the radio that gratitude is an attitude and that's why i thank you each and every week because you can listen to somebody else you can do something else with your time but you choose to spend this time with me so thank you speaking of which please leave me a review now super easy on iphone Androids, I don't know much about, but listen, um, yesterday in the studio, everybody had an Android but me, and them pictures were fire, and I'm like, mm, cause y'all know I love pictures, right? I am the selfie professed queen, and listen, them, listen, I'm like, okay, iPhone, I asked for a sponsorship, you have not because you asked not, but listen, that them Android pictures, clarity, like a good diamond, honey. Clarity. You could see the belly bend in my dress. You know, I'm just saying. But give your girl a review. Click five stars because reviews keep us relevant. And I will appreciate that so much. I would be remiss if I didn't pause and give tribute to an author that I admired so much as a child. I must say, rest in power 
to Toni Morrison. She was a literary giant. We lost a great one, y'all. Toni Morrison was a Nobel and Pulitzer Prize winning American novelist who wrote her first book at the age of 39. Among her best known novels are The Bluest Eyes, which is a damn good book, Song of Solomon, Beloved, which we all know, and A Mercy. Here's two fun facts that people probably didn't know about Toni Morrison. That Toni Morrison is her actual pen name. Her birth name is Chloe. So go figure. You know, her mama must know, honey, that she was going to be different because Chloe is a popular name in 2019. But her birth name is or was actually Chloe. And she moved to the Lone Star State to teach at Texas Southern for a short period of time before returning back to Howard University. So she may be gone, but her works will continue to live on. So rest easy, beloved. Despite all the turmoil that's happening in the world, there are people doing influential things and doing them, hey, confidently. Remember, because confluence, where confidence meets influence. Let me tell you who is out here doing confluential things. Yes, that is my word that I made up. Listen, I think that's going to be a segment on my show. The new made up word for the week. Okay. But this person is out here doing confluential things. And let me tell you who it is. That that got me Simone Biles. Simone Biles won her sixth U.S. Women's Gymnastics National Title on Sunday night. Winning is nothing new for Biles, age 22, who is victorious in every meet she has participated in since the 2013 Nationals. But last night, though, last night, she defied gravity with a never-attempted move just because she can. And that's what I call hashtag Black girl magic. Let me tell you who else is out here getting all connected on that confluential tip. Yes, that girl, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is going to receive the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award at the 2019 MTV VMAs. The trailblazing songwriter and singer and super producer, can't forget that she has produced some major hits will make history as the first female hip-hop artist to receive the award in its 25-year history. She is finally being recognized as an iconic artist whose creativity in the music and visual space have made an everlasting impact on the culture. That's what's up. I still remember the plastic bag look with the finger waves and Missy have always rocked her lips. She rocked her full lips when people were paying for them. So shout out to my girl, Missy. My favorite song is Give It Up. We gonna show you how to party. Yeah, that's old school. I think I just told my age. But let me say this to someone who is out there working their fingers to the bone, have tears in their eyes many days. I get it. I understand you send email after email and you think no one is watching. Let me tell you to keep working. They are watching. 
They are peeping when they're not even speaking. So keep being diligent and stay the course. It took Missy 25 years to get an award and she has been dope since she stepped on the scene. So don't give up. Keep your eyes on the prize. And when you follow your passion, eventually your rewards will come to you. Y'all, I've been on the scene with my new radio gig. I had the opportunity to attend a beauty event with an upcoming beauty mogul by the name of Essence Henderson of After Five Hair Collection for the launch of her new business. Take a listen to the interview. Great, you know, good vibes only. Ready to get the party on? Turn up, but I do love this necklace, though. You might have to let me borrow right now. You know I will, girl. You know, I, I am a necklace fanatic. I'm an accessory junkie. Right now, when I hit you up about the necklace, I'm like, you know, time to tell my uh-uh. Hey, hey. How do you feel about your event tonight, and what's the purpose? Um, I feel great about my event tonight, you know, just to be surrounded by family, friends, different people of the community. Um, the purpose of the event tonight is basically to launch my business to see people what I'm coming with. You know, people like to touch their hair, they like to feel it, they like to see it, and smell it. I didn't know that was something. Learn that do. But they like to do all that, so I want to give them that opportunity to do that. And also to show off, like, the different kinds of women that can wear my hair. Because it's not just for your average Instagram model chicks. It's for everybody. Plus size, skinny, thick, all short, tall. It's for everybody. Because I want you to love yourself, love your hair, no exceptions. Stop making exceptions about why you can't love yourself. Come on, my hair. I promise you that's my platform. Self-love. It is. Look at us. Honey, won't they do it? Won't they do it? Because I tell people it's not a weekend thing. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. So talk about that for a minute. So why do you feel like it's your job to help women understand the power of self-love? Um, I think it's my job because I used to struggle with self-love. I didn't know who I was until I went to college. And then I found myself with organizations. I found myself with then just being a student on campus, joining different things. And I think it was a great life lesson. Because, you know, at Alabama State, I had a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers that poured into me, that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So I just want to go ahead and do a replica of that with my business to give women, you know, opportunity to love themselves. You know, be like, yes, I am that chick. Even when they do tell you ain't that chick, you are that chick. When they tell you you ain't that chick. But you are. Okay. You are, you are all day long. All day long. So how did you start this entrepreneurial game? So actually, it was actually a, what did you say, graduation gift for my parents. My parents have been business owners for about 13, 14 years. And so as a graduation present, they presented me with a business. Instead of buying me a new car, they were like, we're going to give you a business. So it's the business. Now it's flourishing. The gift that keeps on giving. We're building legacies, okay? Generational wealth. Yes. Yeah. Breaking generational curses. Come on, talk about it. You, you have to come. She gonna have to come on back. Yeah, I like uh-huh. her. I like yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. We gonna have real talk. We gonna have real talk. After five. After five. Come on, tell me about this name. So after five, so five is actually my lucky number. Um, But we were actually out to eat. And my mom was like, we need a catchy name. We don't need nothing that's like full bougie hair or something catchy. You know, we need something different. So my mama ordered a lemon drop martini. And I was like, hmm, happy hour. I was like, after five, we go to happy hour after five. 
five, after five. And then we was like, hair collection. Because at first we was like, hair or something. And then we was like, no, hair collection. So it was after five, hair collection. But it started with my mama ordering a lemon drop martini. You know, great things sometimes come out of alcohol. Sometimes you know. We was at Escalante. You know, we was eating lunch special. Let's get a bad good drink. And that's how it happened. And then we was like, everything we do is going to be happy five, um, happy hour. Because we're going to give the everyday working woman, college student, mama, businesswoman, anybody, something to look forward to after five. After you done handling your business, you can come hang with us. And we're going to get everything in this after five. Tell people where they can find you. So you can find me right now on my website. It's www.afterfivehair.com. Um, all of my bundles are up there. Lashes are coming soon. You will see some lashes tonight. Um, and also I sell candles because, you know, the everyday working woman might not want to go out. But she might want to sit in that tub or sit in her house and just relax. So I have candles for my ladies. So I have three different candles. I'll be releasing those soon. And also you can find me on Instagram at after5hair underscore after5hair. Either one. And you can go follow me and see what we got. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, August 23rd, we have an event at Melodrama. It's a happy hour. So you guys can come out and fellowship with us there. Thank you, Essence, for the interview. Such a fun spirit. I truly wish you well in all of your future business endeavors. Listen, ladies, life is a journey. Whether you begin at 22 or 39, it is filled with lessons, hardships, heartaches, joys, celebrations, and special moments that will ultimately lead us to our destination, our purpose in life. The road will not always be smooth. In fact, throughout our travels, we will encounter many challenges. I often take the road less traveled by, and it has truly made a difference in my world. That's exactly what my guest did today. She allowed her journey to take her to a place she loves, writing. For many years, she lived the life of an overworked executive when she found herself on the brink due to stress and burnout. She knew she needed to make a change and spent countless hours searching for something to bring balance and harmony in her life. Through her own research and practice, Tracy understands the importance that meditation, gratitude, and the power of dreams can have over your life. Since doing so, Tracy has fulfilled her dreams to direct films, write screenplays, and books, plus travel the world ladies of confluence let's welcome and whoop it up for the one and only miss tracy rooks whoop 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 good evening good evening how are you i'm good thank you i'm really excited well i'm happy to have you on the show Welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to give us your answers on how you are living this confident meets influential life. Cool. Of course, no problem. So I had the opportunity to meet you in Miami mm -hmm. uh, at ABFF years ago. Uh, it's time for me to go back, actually. Right, but, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time. 
And we kept in contact. And I promise, I want to tell people, that's not just a sentence. That's not a Hollywood sentence to me. You know, we both write. And so people say, yeah, keep in contact with me. But they really don't mean that. But I actually really mean that. When I say I'm going to keep in contact, let's stay connected. I really mean that. So I've been following your journey. And you have such an amazing writing talent. And we have a new book coming out. So I know you, but tell the ladies who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Tracy. Um, and I'm a writer, um, filmmaker, blogger, podcaster. Um, a lot of my writing is screenwriting. Um, I do short films, um, web series, movies, um, and then I write books as well. Yes. Um, so that's really, I'm in, I like to look at myself as an overall creative. I just love to create. And for me, I have a little bit of a slogan where I find that people are always like, well, what type of creative are you? What do you do? And I'm like, hey, don't box me in. I create what I want to create. I write, I make film, I create what I want to create. I don't have one genre. If I like a genre and I have an idea, I'll write in it, I'll get in it, I'll do it. So that's pretty much what I do. Cool. Yes, you know, but it's okay to be a creative because creativity can't be rushed. You know, and mm -hmm. people are like, what you got going on? I have a lot going on. I, mm -hmm. I Like my mind is over here, over there. Just stay tuned and just, just stay tuned. I promise you it's some great things that's in my mind that I am trying to get out, but just stay tuned. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But don't box <laughs> me in. Don't count me out and don't box me in. Yeah. So what's your story? Like, how did you begin on this journey? Um, that is kind of interesting because I've always loved to write. So I actually first started writing when I was 13 and I got introduced to it through my English class. Um, we had to write a poem. We were reading Death Be Not Proud and we had to write poetry in that similar verse. That was the first thing I ever wrote. And from there, it just hasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is, is, so I started writing then and I was writing stories for myself, poetry, but not really sharing them. And when I went to college, it was, you're not going to school to be a writer. You better go to school for something that you can make money. So I went to school and got a degree in international business. So I didn't even go to school for what I love to do, right? Yes. And I got into the workforce and I'm working at this, you know, high stress, nine to five business, white collar job and doing it and doing it well, but not really satisfied and happy. And I was still writing privately for myself because it's just was a hobby. It's what I love to do. And I, interesting thing is, is I started watching the show Scandal Mm -hmm. And I started writing fan fiction and someone I met through the fandom was like, read one of my fan fiction stories and was like, hey, you're a really good writer. You should put this on fanfiction.net. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I kind of write for myself. So I went ahead and put it there and started writing fan fiction. And people were like, oh, my God, this is so good. I got a lot of followers. I started reading it. And I was like, oh, OK. And I sort of then I met Sharonda. 
at a fan event yeah. and found out that she wrote and it was like, hey, so I was like, well, I just write for myself. And she's like, well, let's try and write something together. And so we started, we wrote our first screenplay together. And then from there, I really just haven't looked back. I've been writing ever since. Um, and actually now putting my stuff out for people and feeling way more confident about putting it out there and even parlaying that into filmmaking. So that's how I got started. It was like, kind of, I'm doing this because I love it. I'm doing it for myself. And then it was like, wait a minute, people actually want to read this stuff and let's just get it out there. So let's just get it out there. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you never know, right? That your writings inspire, they empower, they touch, they help people realize like, you know, I'm not in this thing alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I because that's what your screenplay was about, the the scandal uh, pants moment. Because I was like, I was a scandaholic, baby. You can mm-hmm. Thursday, don't call me. <laughs> do not call me. Right. Right. Do, do not. Okay. Because I had drunk the Shonda Rhimes juice. You I, and everybody else. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> But and and you know what though, I I look at I look at television shows I look at books I say oh yeah she didn't miss a corner or they could have did this a little bit more or this mm-hmm. background story should have been played up just a little bit more so we can connect well with this character but Shonda did an excellent job you know mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah it's like okay pay attention to this person they're gonna come back again but this is the way she built the character and so you know excellent writers are able to see that and you took all of that the love of the show and you made a bomb screenwriting play that you took the ABFF and Mm -hmm. you had the opportunity to read it in front of what like television execs right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah that was a really great opportunity and yeah you're right it was based off of us loving scandal and being in a fandom and so we thought hey let's write a show about a fandom and the interesting thing or the good thing about that is like as a creative we tend to pull from what's going on in our current life and we put it in a fictionalized setting Mm -hmm. but a lot of it's drawn from what's going on at the moment and listen I was heavily just as heavily as you in a fandom I mean I was traveling cross countries to go to fan events for scandal that's how crazy it was wow okay 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 (laughs) Girl. <laughs> so what do you have going on at this moment? What's new on your plate at this moment? Okay, so I have a couple things. One, I'm really excited about because I just wrote and published my first um, erotic novel. Basically, um, it's an erotic romance novel. Um, what I I like to call an an anthology or a collection of short erotic stories. Mm. And so um, it's, I love it. And here's the, the, the thing about erotic romance, right? People like to say, oh, it's taboo. It is no longer taboo. And I don't feel like it's been taboo for a long time, especially the world we live in when everything is so hyperly sexualized. I'm like, how is erotica taboo? It's not. So, um, I wrote that. It's it's 
it's really good. It's about it's seven different stories with seven different women. I like to say it's seven women, seven stories, seven ways to blow your mind. I feel like there's a story in there for everybody. Um, all different types of characters. Blow your mind, yeah. honey. Blow your mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a very, it's a very aggressive in your face story. I mean, listen, Charlie, there were there's a story in there that makes me blush. And when I go back and read it, I'm like, did I write that? Like that's where I'm at with that. But that, so that's out. It's, I put it out just last month and I decided to self-publish this one myself. And I didn't even put it on the major platforms yet, like Amazon, Kindle and all that. I'm selling it through my website. And that was a conscious decision because, you know, I did a previous book, did it through other sites, which was great. But what I found is they take a large portion of your money. Tell the women and, of Confluence again. Tell them again why right. it's best to do it on your own sometimes. Share, yes, say that you, again. You, you, hey, you keep more of your money. When you do it on other platforms, they take a large chunk of your money. Not only that, you still have to mark, do a lot of marketing yourself. So I was like, if I'm going to have to push this myself anyway, why not get all the money? So I made a conscious decision that this one, I'm going to go ahead and do it myself, publish it myself, put it on my own website. And that's what I did. And I'm really proud of myself. And it's only been out a month. And I've sold quite a few copies. Now, listen, it's a lot of work because I have to promote the mess out of this book. Um, But you know what? I get to full creative control and I get to keep all the profits. So it's worth it. (laughs) So what's the name of the book? Oh, it's called Turned Out. Turned um, out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I like to think that I've turned a few guys out in my lifetime, but you know, I was in Vegas one time, right? This is a true story. Again, you're right, because even my writings, I, I changed the name to protect the innocence of myself yeah. and other people. But we were in the cab and the guy and the guy the cab ride you know just making conversation and he's like you know the difference between like and love and like we're like yeah and he said are you sure this is a true story and we're like yeah you know we're, we're you know we're grown women mm-hmm. he says so what's the difference so i give him my you know my select answer he says the difference between like and love is if you swallow or not I said, oh, I guess I'm not as in love as I thought I was, honey. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm like the booger with the sugar, baby, bedroom, uh, sweet, sweet, honey. And he like, no, the difference is for a man. I was like, oh, yo, no, that is really real. He kept it really real. Okay. Yes, I can dig it. Oh, my. Can you dig it? I was yes. like, okay, is it <laughs> you swallow or not? So I was like, well, help me, Holy Ghost, today. Well, I guess I'm not oh, as in love as I thought God. I was. I guess I'm not as bad as I thought I was, honey. But yeah, honey, he just checked me real quick, and I thanked him <laughs> for the little old tip. I never forgot. <laughs> I never forgot. I think he's right. <laughs> I agree with them, though. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just speaking in general, quote, unquote. I think, you know, I agree with him. <laughs> I do in that regard. I agree with them. Yeah. So your book but is talking so- about women that have like and love issues? Not even like and love. So this is straight. So I like to look at this too as empowering for women because 
these different scenarios are, let's just be clear, they're all centered around sexual encounters. Mm -hmm. And it's called turned out because these women are experiencing encounters that they've never experienced before. And they're being, if you quote unquote, turned out to it. So for example, we have one of the main characters in one of the stories who um, her friend invites her to this private sex club called Tahini's Den. And she's a very conservative person in her, you know, in life. And she's never done, gone to a place like this. Well, this club is a place where it's free love and free sex. There are people having sex everywhere. It's a, it's very voyeuristic. And so she's in a situation where she's feeling it. She's liking it. And she's like, wait, this is not what I normally do. But she meets a guy. So she fulfills two of her fantasies. She has a one night stand and she does it in public. So she's being watched. So it's like fulfilling her voyeuristic fantasy and her one night stand fantasy. And she's these, all of these women are doing things that they've never done before sexually. So it's freeing. Um, and they let go of their inhibitions. They have a good time. And so by the end of each story, they realize, you know, that, hey, this is what I like. I'm a woman. I'm in charge of my sexual entity, if you will. And I'm going to own it. And I'm not going to be embarrassed by it. Oh, I can't hey, wait to read I wanna... it. I yeah. can't wait to read it, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. it's really, I feel like it's very empowering, too, because, you know, with women for a very long time, and it's gotten a lot better, but it's like women, you don't talk about sex, and, you know, it's taboo, don't talk about it, you keep it in the bedroom, and it's like, no, you be a freak in the bed, if you want to go have a one night stand, that's your business, be safe, but that's your business, if you want to have an orgy, be safe, but have an orgy, Wow! like, it's, you know, it's always be safe, but you have the right, you're in charge of your own sexual agency. So if you want to be sexually adventurous, you be sexually adventurous. Now you might get turned out by it and it might become the norm because you find out that you really like it. But hey, you're in charge of it. Own it. Be free. Have a good time. Be safe. But yeah, I mean, these stories are very juicy. I mean, I did a lot of research too, because some of these things I didn't pull from my personal experience yet so I had to do a little bit of research on some of these things um there's a story where there's like some bondage which I've never done bondage but it's really it was really good to do research like Charlie I there's groups <laughs> in Houston let me tell you there's groups in Houston like BDSM groups I went to a meeting you I reached out asked them they allowed us to come to the meeting and sit in and kind of listen to them talk about how BDSM works. It's really interesting. It's all very consensual. It's set up. It's it's done almost like a play or like a, they call it a scene. It was so interesting. Wow, honey. Like, listen, it's nothing new under the sun. And when people realize that, you know, like sex has been around. I just left Pompeii a month ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the for, the tour the tour guide. Now you can't go on and Pompeii without a guide. So mm-hmm. the first place that the tour guide take us to is the brothel. So if you yeah. know anything <laughs> about Pompeii, you know we're talking uh-huh. about like this is like ancient times. Like this city has been lost since oh my god in the BC era, right? Yeah. So you look on the walls. And there was paintings. 
Like if people mm-hmm. didn't know what to do, like mm-hmm. painting, like, okay, yep. you can get it this way. You don't know what you want this person to do. Then I learned that the, that's where the red light district came from. They would burn mm-hmm. red candles in the windows to let you know this is where it goes down before the yep. DM. Okay, all right. <laughs> then, if you didn't know your way, because the sea, um, the Gulf, one of the seas that leads to Capri, is Pompeii is not that far from it. So it, they said when sailors would get off boats, if they didn't know which way to go, you could see the imprint of penises in the street and mm-hmm. on the side of the building. So they said that was the original GPS system because it pointed you literally which way to go. So it's nothing new under the sun. I don't know why people are so taboo about it, but that came from that era of the 1500s, you know, but I, we're, mm-hmm. it's not a history lesson. We're talking about Tracy and how she is winning <laughs> what turned out, but listen, people been getting turned out for a long time. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So what, I mean, tell me this. How are you using your influence to impact those around you? So as far as the writing aspect, um, I do do a blog where I share my writing tips on things that help me um with first of all being consistent because I know I have an issue with consistency and making sure that I have a regimen to write. So I do a lot of research. I put blogs out there um, with tips. Also, I'm building, I've started to build a really good network of other authors and writers where we share information and ideas. And I love, love, love talking with young people, whether it's girls or guys, but high school kids, especially creatives, I'm very much in tune with speaking to young kids who are, whether it's writing, filmmaking, drawing, technical arts, talking to them about their creativity and what they're doing with it and what their plan is. And I like to always, if I can be of any influence to them, tell them, if this is what you love to do, this is what you go to school for. Because I don't want them doing what I did, which was listening to everybody else and being like, go for what gets you money. Because by the way, being a creative, you can. No, you always come back to it. You will always come Mm -hmm. back to it. Um, I make the announcement today that I am. uh, Confluence is going to be a podcast as well as a radio show. And I know everybody's like, you know, a radio show. But here's the thing. I started off in radio in high school. And then when I graduated from college. I actually was a radio co-host. I walked away from it for immature reasons. Wasn't quite ready. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you get blessings just a little too prematurely. Was not ready, not realizing what gift that I had. And Mm -hmm. walked away from it, but longed for it for years. Walked away 15 years ago. And you all, Mm -hmm. life is full circle. You go back to what you love. So if you love to write, damn it, write. If you love yeah. to speak, speak. If you love to paint, paint. Whatever brings you the greatest joy. You know, when it's like when I hold a mic to my in my hand or I hold a journal in my hand, it brings me mm-hmm. great joy. And yeah. that's why I created this podcast. You know, 
to connect yeah. the community of women. It's like, go ahead. You have the permission. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's great. And I can actually see you being a radio host. So I am not at the least bit surprised. I'm like, <laughs> I'm for real. I'm like, that's great. That's the natural next step. Like, I just think that's great. But yeah, I mean, I think it's great. So, and I'm all about women supporting each other and empowering each other. There is plenty enough to go around for everybody. And so I'm always like, let's just lift each other up. I mean, there's, there is more than enough to go around for everybody. So I I think it's great. Thank you. So what are you doing confidently in your life at this moment? Girl, I do everything confidently. Yes, you better claim it. <laughs> I do everything confidently. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, putting the book out myself took a lot of confidence because that's a scary thing in itself to be like, okay, you have really no backing. You are your backing. It is all you, honey. So that was huge for me because now that I've done that, Honestly, I am like full speed ahead. I'm already working on the next book. And I'm like, no, I'm putting this one out myself too. So I try to do everything, everything with confidence. I never go into anything thinking it's going to fail. I never do that. I just don't have a failure mentality. I don't win at everything. But when I don't win, I know that I come away and I've learned so much. So I'm always like, you know, I have my business partner, Sharonda, and I'm always telling her, I said, I don't care how many no's we get because right around the corner is a yes. I said, we might get a thousand no's before we get a yes. And we cannot stop at 999 because guess what? That thousand one might be a yes. yes. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes, I'm like, no's don't bother me. Failure doesn't bother me. I'm like, I just keep pushing. I'm like, we, we, I'm always like, we can't win them all, but we just have to keep going and we can't dwell on it when we don't win. We just move on to the next thing. We take from it. We learn where we failed at and use that the next time and keep it pushing. So keep it I, pushing, like, girl. Yeah. Like everything that I do is done with confidence. Like, and I just, it's so important. I go back to the young women that we get them early and we let them know early. We start working with them early in life to say, be confident in who you are, be confident in yourself and your abilities and your skills. Like, I really feel like we got to start them at a young age. Because me growing up, I feel like in our time growing up, it was, no, you're a lady, you're a woman, you be in that place. It wasn't really like you go out in the world and you be confident. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it really wasn't, you know, like you said, when you went to college, you, okay, are you thinking long term you know like what communications mm-hmm. really can bring money okay okay well what about have you thought about uh, you know and I'm like I don't like medicine I really mm-hmm. am not that great at math um, <laughs> yes you me know, either science like I'm really good at learning about the reproductive system <laughs> I always like girl I probably need to go oh, yeah you know I got that reproductive <laughs> system down pat honey but honey outside of that life cycle Lost. <laughs> lost you know and so it was like you better get a good major so you get a good job and mm-hmm. like uh-uh I, 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 let's change that narrative like we yes. have to change that narrative what's what's a good man what's a good job yeah he's a good man he's a good man savannah no he's not right, he is right not. he's not <laughs> 
exactly. I'm now, I'm like, no, what will make you happy? Because if you do what makes you happy, the financial stability and all of that will come because you'll work harder at it because you enjoy it. And it doesn't feel like work. Like all of these creative things I'm doing, writing books, making film, editing, all of that stuff, I enjoy it. It doesn't feel like work. That's a, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. I was going to say, leave us with a great tip, but you hit it on the nail. Do what you love because <laughs> yep. it won't feel like work. I love, I absolutely love, love, love recording. I absolutely love connecting. I absolutely love finding people that want to share their story because I don't mind sharing mine. You know what I mean? And so that's a yeah. good tip. So what's your definition of a woman of confluence? Um, well, it's someone who knows what they want, goes after it, um, no matter what, they keep pushing, don't give up. Um, and then also they take the things that they learn along the way and they share the knowledge and they help other people achieve their goals. Because one thing that I know is when you help other people, you get that back tenfold. You will get to your goals by helping other people achieve their goals. So yes. to me, that's what that's about. Yes, yes. So tell everybody where they can find you if they need, you know, to be turned out, they need <laughs> a good book. They need help with film writing. Tell us where we can find you. So you can find me on my social media. Um, on Instagram, it's just at author Rowdy Rooksy. On Facebook, it's just at Rowdy Rooksy. Or I have my website, um, which is www.motivationalshityall.com. <laughs> so <laughs> motivate your shit, y'all. Yes. Yes. So that's where they can find me. Wow. Wow. And I just wish you all the luck in the world with your new projects and your endeavors as you spread your love and light throughout the universe. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. Same to you. And I'm excited for your radio show. Well, thank you. You better look. You better book me as a guest. <laughs> I will. I, I definitely will. Okay. So, thank you awesome. for coming on to the show this evening. Well, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, amazing! Thank you for sharing your journey with us, ladies. Remember this, on your journey, remember to strive for progress and not perfection because it will never be perfect, but the journey will be yours. So embrace it. Thank you, Essence. Thank you, Tracy, for the Heart to Heart Girl Talk. Ladies of Confluence, please be sure to check them out. Go like and follow their journey. Pick up Tracy's new book, Turned Out, and get your bundles and candles from After Five Hair Collection with Essence. I want you to do whatever it is that makes your soul happy, just like my two guests on today. Well, that's it for me this week. 
I'm off to meal prep and wrap my mind around my assignment. Be sure to download the Best Beats app so you can stay connected and tune in every Sunday from 2 to 3 for the radio show. Until next time, be a contagious influence wherever you go. See you next week. Smooches.